Hi, church family. I'm so glad that we have this ability to connect online. We're about to go into one of our messages and I pray it blesses you. If it does, make sure you share it with a friend and, and share the love around. Make sure that you click like or subscribe so that you don't miss any of our messages that we upload weekly. And jump in the chat so that we can connect. Even though it's virtual, let's make sure that we connect. So sit back, enjoy, and I pray that you're inspired and blessed. Today we're going to talk about faith, and I don't know how long we're going to go or whatever, but I got this in my heart. I, um, Anne went through all my messages that I've preached over 30 odd years, and sometimes I'd preach four messages a week. So there was a lot of messages that, um, and she collated them and put them in a, in a, a folder at home. And, and one mistake preachers can make is they can go back to their old messages and re-drum them up and and preach a message they preached. And, um, and I thought, I don't know if I can do that. Because the message you preached five years ago can't be preached through the way you are today. It's an old story, if that makes sense. And it was good, it was food then, but it's almost like having food that's four-year-old trying to re-eat it. It's, it's, it's had its day. And uh, today as I talk in faith, I'm, I, I want to be able to impart somewhere where hopefully God's taking me a little bit in my journey about faith and being a person of faith. Because um, over our lives and ministry, uh, faith, faith can take a knocking at times. And I'm the first one to say, I've got a bit of baggage. Uh, I've got loads of it <laughs> I'm dragging around because you live life, don't you? Who can say they've got a bit of baggage? <laughs> don't marry that person, I've got a bit of baggage. <laughs> well, let me inform you, we've all got a bit of baggage. And the older you live, probably the more scars you get and the more limps you get because you go through more things. And, and, and I've come to find that faith is, is paramount. You cannot negotiate with faith. You cannot negotiate with, with whether it's up for negotiation. You can't allow your baggage to determine your faith. Does that make sense? Because you've got background. I'm going, oh, mate, you know, some of it, you know, you, you, you rattle on and, you know, we give it too much glory sometimes and that baggage gets in the way. We've been there. And so today I want to talk to you about faith. I want to talk to you about uh, well, the first message we talked about faith, what faith is, but to this one I want to talk about how do you get faith? Because oftentimes, you and I, when, when we're in a hard spot is when we start reaching into our faith instead of realising that faith is something we've got to use every day. We've got to keep it active and active and, 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 and growing and, and challenged and, and, and stretched every day. Faith is like a muscle. If you don't use it, you lose it. And, and, and we get to a place where we come to church every Sunday, but we don't really have any active faith in our lives. And so faith becomes more of a noun than it is a verb. Hey, how do you like that, Amanda? I, I listened at school. <laughs> it becomes a noun. Oh, you know, I'm of the Christian faith. And so what qualifies me to be of the Christian faith is I've got a belief in God and, and I come to church and I worship and it all feels nice, you know. And so once a, son, once a week, it's almost like a drug I take that makes me feel good and I go home, but there's more in it than that. There's more in it, that, you know, there's a whole lot more in it than that. And, and my saddest thing that I feel for the church oftentimes is that most of us never really experience what faith can do of how 
how amazingly magnificent it is and, and, and when you think about how faith has worked for the kingdom of God and you know how God can use people like ourselves to do something great in the land in which we live in our generation. Have you ever thought like that? See, most of us, we think, as long as I survive life, as long as I get to retirement, as long as I can keep my job, as long as I can keep the missus happy or the husband happy or the kids happy or, or whatever, and we think, and it becomes a survival thing. But there's more in it than that. There's, there's more in it. I, you know, in, in Hebrews 11, 33, it says, through faith they subdued kingdoms. Think about that. They subdued kingdoms. They worked righteousness. In the middle of their workplaces, they worked righteousness. And people in their workplaces got born again. Their workplaces changes because I've got a faith that's over my life and a faith that doesn't just go with the current. You know, a faith that goes against the current or faster than the current. You can't steer a ship if it's at the same speed as the current. If a ship's at the same speed as a current, it just goes where the current will take it. It's got to either be going against it or it's got to be going faster and it's got to have water going around its right. And so it's a bit like that with faith. Faith that's not being used just goes with the current. And so they subdued kingdoms, they worked righteousness, they obtained promises where God has spoken something over their lives and they've attained them. They've stopped the mouths of lions. They've quenched the violence of fire. They've escaped the edge of the sword. Think about these. These are people just like you and I, but in a different generation. But in a different generation, you know, these people of faith, they stood and they held their place. They... Out of weakness, they were made strong. Who's been, who's had struggles in their faith? <laughs> There's been times when Anne and I have struggled in our faith. The times we've held one another and it's been hard. It's been hard. And I think every one of us who've lived any sense of life and and purpose, if, if you want to live by preference instead of purpose, it's not too hard. You just got to look after you. And if looking after you takes all your energy and strength, man, your life's small. But when you start hooking on to purpose, it starts getting bigger and, 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 and the world that you're involved in is bigger and the challenges that you face are bigger than you are. And you go to your own strength and, and, and I don't have what it takes to do it. When I first got born again, I went to my pastors and I said, I'll fix your windows up, I'll fix your building up, but never ask me to preach. Because I didn't believe I could. Didn't want to. And even now, I'd probably hide from it about half a chance. It's bigger than me. But faith takes you into a world that's bigger than you. Out of weakness, I get strength. When it comes to the twelfth hour, like Pastor Sam today, I feel like I almost feel like I'm backslidden when I get near him. Will having coffee with Will, mate, just watching how he eats a hamburger. Oh, fair eagle. Nah, the faith. Faith turns weakness into strength. Makes those who are weak strong. 
It focuses their vision. Focuses them. I, I, I don't know what the economy is doing. It's subject to the word of God. I, I don't know what that's doing because I'm focused. I've got a kingdom in my heart. I've, I've got a kingdom I've got to see grow. I don't know what it's doing. I've got a miracle we believe, but I know what the kingdom of God's doing. It's, it's about faith. It's about walking this walk with God. And this is your generation. This is my generation. Today, the world is waiting on people of faith. Jesus says, when I return, will I see faith in the land? He didn't say, will I see the churches full? He said, will I see faith? Well, I see the evidence of faith. It turned light, it turned to fight the enemies of God. And so today, just for a while, I want to talk about how you and I can grow our faith. It might be this morning and you might be believing for one of your kids and you get into the place where, God, I don't have any more. Or, you know, in your marriage, you might be saying, God, you know, you might be a guy or a girl who... who who breaks out in domestic violence? Who do you go to when you're a Christian saying, look, you know, I'm, I'm involved in domestic violence? Who do you tell? Now, you might be in a place today where the sickness in your body, you've had it so long, you think, God, there's no way through for me. See, the, the walk of faith is not a walk of comfort. It's not a walk of ease. It's not a life of ease. Said earlier, you know, Anne and I retired. I know I'm 70 now. I retired a couple of years ago, and I built myself a nice shed and got all my machines in there. And said, I'm right now. I can just close the doors and just be by myself and work in there. But yeah, God, Sam, Sam, you <laughs> came into my world, and through the gift of faith over his life, had changed. But isn't it good when you go into the area of somebody who carries faith? Isn't it? Isn't it good, Paul? Isn't it good? Isn't it good, Dan? It's good. You go into some place where there's faith and you might be broken. There's something about faith that's contagious and you draw from it and you start to feel good about yourself and you start to feel, oh, I can overcome that and I, I, I can win this thing. I, I've been there. I wear the T-shirt. and We've all been there, haven't we? And so I want to, you know, it's, it's not a life of emotion. And faith, what I found, never surrenders, never bows its knee. Anytime faith bows its knee, it's before Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. But it will not bow its knee to fear. It will not bow its knee to lack. It will not bow its knee to failure. It will not bow its knee to anything other than Jesus Christ. It will not bow its knee to cancer. It will not bow its knee to divorce. It will not bow its knee to any tumour. It will not bow its knee to poverty. It will not bow its knee to what the world may say about you. It will not bow its knee to what your school teacher said to you. It will not bow its knee to what the judge may have said to you. It will not bow its knee to that. Faith only bows its knee to the Word of God and Jesus Christ and Him glorified. That's all He bows His knee to. And that's what we need to do. I don't care, I will not bow my knee to it. Shadrach, Meshach and Bendigo said, throw us in the fiery furnace. We do not care. We will not bow our knee to you, Nebuchadnezzar. We will not bow our knee to that image. Don't care if it's prosperity. I don't care what it is, I will not bow. Don't care if it's fame. I don't care if it's power, I'm not bow my knee to it. It's Jesus Christ and him alone. So how do we do it? 
The first thing about growing your faith is, number one, accept that you already have a measure. The scriptures say, it says this to every person, it says in, in Romans 12, 3, I say, through the grace given to me, to every man and woman that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but think soberly according to, as word of God has dealt a, a measure of faith to every person. The first place to start is the number one. I've got faith there already. It might be the size of a mustard seed, but I have faith. I have a little bit. Those, who, those of us who you make yeast and make dough and you know, make sourdough, you've got a little, a little thing there called, what do they call that thing? It's a... Who? A bug. It's a bug. You've got to feed the bug. Who's made ginger beer? Ed, you made ginger beer? Oh, you need to get out more. <laughs> ginger beer. Who? All the old fogies. Ginger beer bug? Look at them all over 60. <laughs> Your mum made it. Yeah. The more mature generation. Yeah. The bug. You've got to feed the bug. You've got to feed the bug. You've got to feed the bug. We've all been given a measure of faith, but you've got to feed the thing. You've got to feed the bug. You've got to feed the measure. You can't take it for granted. You, you've got to water it. You've got to feed it. We've got to speak into it. We've got to keep it alive. We've got to feed it with the Word of God. You won't grow your faith unless you realize, number one, you've got a bug and the bug's got to be fed. Otherwise, the bug will shrivel up. How many of have got pot plants? We don't feed them. I lent my daughter one of my bonsais one time. I went over and all the leaves are gone. I said, sweetheart, you've got to realise you've got to feed the thing. <laughs> Faith has got to be fed. A man is going to find out that that little baby, man, <laughs> every four hours, Cam's got to realise he's going to get up out of that bed. <laughs> he's going to have to feed that little baby. Is that right, Manda? Faith's got to be fed. It's got to be fed the Word of God. We don't grow faith if we're not in the Word of God. We don't feed faith unless we're out using faith. Faith grows as we use it. It's like a muscle. It grows as you use it. And if you don't use it, it just shrivels up and the bug is shriveled. It shrivels up and it's good for nothing. And we'll talk about God. We'll talk about the love of God. And we'll make testimonies of the great things people have done. And we're going to hallelujah, praise the Lord, glory to God, hallelujah, amen. And let's go home. And that's church. And then we'll go, gee, it was boring today. I don't know if I like that church so much, mate. Boring. Probably because there's faith. <laughs> Got to feed it. Got to feed it. Everyone's got a measure of it. Some people are 15-year-old Christians and they're still doing stuff that three-year-olds do. Coming to church and want church to feed them. Faith feeds on itself. Faith grows. You lay hands. I'm telling you what, you lay hands on the sick and you see them recover. I'll tell you what, your faith will grow. It grows, it grows, it grows. Every one of us has got our measure, but we've got to use the measure we've got. 
Number two, faith comes from hearing the word of God. Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing, in hearing through the word of God. It comes from hearing the word. And I'll say also being planted in that word. You know. I think, I think we, we, we treat faith like we treat relationships today or can. Let me think. I, I think we, sometimes with faith, we a principle in God. We, we're trained to think entertainment, I think. We get sick of a serial on TV very quick or we're, we're looking for a new serial that stimulates the mind somehow. And, and, and we don't really get what's in the thing. And with faith, faith is not something that we can just skip over. We've got to hear. We, we've got to hear. It's not hearing words, but it's hearing the power that's in it. We... we I don't know how you guys read a book, but when I read a book, I'm, I've got because I've got a, a dyslexia issue. I can't read real quick, and so I read with a biro. And and you see any of my books, man? You see my Bible? It's got stuff written everywhere because it's slow. And and, and getting just one verse of scripture. And just chewing it and chewing it and chewing it and chewing it, chewing it. Faith comes from that. It, 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 it's hard to get faith to see miracles if we skip from one thing to another all the time. We don't stop long enough really to get out of that piece of the Word of God that God has got planted in that Word. You know, you think of some words like John 1.12, to as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become sons of God, even to those who believe in his name. What does, that's one verse of scripture we could spend the next 12 months thinking about and really chewing up what's, what does that really mean? It comes from hearing. It comes from hearing. Talk to me more about that, God. What do you mean, son of God? What does that really mean? Well, it says that you're going to do great exploits. Well, what does that really mean? I need to hear that. I need, my head not only needs to hear it, but my heart needs to hear it. Does that make sense? You know, some of us with our hearts, we've got our hearts, uh, uh, have got all of these core values around them. We've got all of these preconceived notions around them. And, and the Word of God comes in, and in most cases, if you're like me, it confronts 90% of them. Danielle, you hear that? Yeah. You know, the thought that you could lay hands on someone and they'll get healed. That very thought, that's confrontational to me. Who am I? Obviously, God, you haven't seen my life in the last month. Yeah, it's, got, it's got to get through that. And a lot of us, we... Our faith is not strong because 
We're skipping over to the next principle. We're skipping over to the next bit of the word. We're, we're skipping over too quick. We've got to stay there. Stay there. Stay there. Hang around that camp for a little while. Stay with that idea. Stay with that thought. I mean, I don't know how many of you have read the book of Ephesians lately, but I don't know, but I can't get past chapter 1. The first four verses are a stumbling block to start with. It comes by hearing. Hearing, 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 really hearing. It's the second part. You know, hearing and being planted in that word. That's, that's a big step for any of us. A new creation. Obviously, God, you don't know me. You don't know what I feel. You don't know what I think about. You don't know, you know, a new creation. What does it mean, Colin? You become that new creation. And stay there. This is what grows faith. So when you come out of that revelation, something has been left in you, and it's, and it's the foundations of faith. Marcus, like you talk and coaching some of those young guys and girls, and you talk, you know, it can go over their head. And how many times have you got to say it to them? Once? Twice? Comes by hearing and being planned. Shamar in, in 1 Chronicles 23, uh, 11 and 12, it says, Shamar stationed himself in the field of lentils and he said, hello, high water. I am not giving up this patch. You're going to have to kill me to take it. And the scripture says that he defeated the Philistines. It's been planted in that word. Because the word that's in your life, please listen to this, the word that you hear is going to be challenged. It's going to be challenged by the past, it's going to be challenged by fear, it's going to be challenged by public opinion, it's going to be challenged, 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 and we haven't heard it until we've seen the victory of it. That's when we can say we've learned it. Anyway, how are we going? We're doing any good here? Hebrews 11.6, it says, but without faith it's impossible to please God. You know how good you speak in tongues, I don't really care, you can prophesy, I really care. Have you got faith? Faith that moves mountains. Faith, faith of the mustard seed. Without faith it's impossible to please him. For who comes to God must believe, number one, that he is God. He is God, I need God. But with God and me, we're a majority. If God before me, who can be against me? Me and God. You know, there's two times when it's really you and God, when you come into this world and when you leave this world. You and God. It's about me and God. I come to God, I must believe that he's God, that God is the miracle worker, God is the judge, God is the one that develops and builds. It's me and, I must believe that I'm coming to God. Not to my next door neighbor, not to my partner. I'm coming to God. He who comes to God must believe that he is God. <laughs> doesn't say much when you say it real quick, does it? It doesn't. Must believe that he's God and that he is a rewarder. God only wants good for you, he only wants good for me. He is a rewarder. If I don't believe that he is a rewarder, see, if I don't hear the fact 
that he's a rewarder, it's going to be very hard for me to walk the walk of faith. Because the walk of faith gets a bit rocky at times. Who's found that? <clears throat> Three of us. Okay. <laughs> you really do need to get out more often. <laughs> it gets rocky out there. The storms rage. Life speaks to you. Sickness speaks to you. Poverty speaks to you. The climate speaks to you. The economy speaks to you. Relationship speaks to you. All of these things speak to us, and we must believe that he is a rewarder. He's a rewarder. The past speaks to you. In times when you've prayed and you haven't seen those prayers come to pass, that speaks to you. Who's ever found that? Speaks to you. He's a reward of those who seek him. The next one is faith comes through surrender to God. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable God, which is your spiritual worship. Which is your spiritual worship, you know. God's not looking, God's not going to work miracles through you and me, so we're going to look good. We're too much pride in our lives for that. <laughs> God's not going to work miracles through you and me so we can be better than else people outside in the world. We've got too much pride for that. God's going to do miracles through us because God wants to grow his kingdom and God's got a heart for people and he's going to use you and he's going to use me and he's going to work through us if we can just open the doors of our mind, if we can just stop this soul being the bottleneck to the move of the Holy Ghost. And we've got to hear him. We've got to wait upon him. Those who wait upon the Lord renew their strength. They, they rise up in the wings of eagles. They shall grow strong and not grow weary. This is what Jesus said. Jesus said, he said, don't be weary in prayer. We've got to go to God. We've got to go to God. We've got to spend time with God. In his presence, we've got to hear him. We've got to let his heart become our heart. We've got to become soulmates, me and God. You see how it works? We can't get... We can be inspired by a book. The only way you're going to get faith is in his presence, by hearing his word. What does his word say to you? Faith is not presumption. Faith is not naming and claiming. Faith is going to God. I've spent my time with God. I've heard his voice. I've heard his will. And today, all I've got to do is submit to him. Submit to him and do what he's telling me to do. Do what he's telling me to do. Pray without ceasing. Believe God without ceasing. Get on your knees before God and say, this is how we build it, guys. There's no other easy way. We can't win in the game of football that we haven't practiced in practice training. It's he who finds himself in the secret place of the Most High. It's coming into that place and hearing his voice. It's spending time with him daily. I mean, this is what faith, because I, I feel that for some of us here today, you know what, we've been hanging in in faith. And some of us, I feel, are growing weary. Scriptures say, don't be weary in doing good. You can't do good unless you've got faith on your side. I can help others while I know God's going to help me. But if I don't know how it's going to help me, I'm going to spend my time trying to help me. Does that make sense? And that takes us into survival. 
It's not faith. Faith is here, God, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm your vessel. Speak to me, Lord. Of course, this is my generation. These people, this land is my responsibility. And Lord, if this land's going to change, it's because we as a church connect with you and we speak the words in season to those who are weary. You wake us morning by morning. Lord, today I hook with you. Lord, I wait upon you. Lord, I wait upon that word. Friends, that's when you see the power. That's when you see your faith grow. Will you see all your prayers answered? Probably not. Does that cause you to lose faith? No. That's not my job. That's not my job. My job's not to worry about what God's job is. My job is to know what my job is. And my job is to keep faith in the King of glory. My faith is to say, Jesus, I bow my knee to you. Not my will, but yours be done. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Does that make sense? And today, if you might be in your, and you might have been believing for your kids for the umpteen years. Keep believing. Keep believing. Keep believing. Keep believing. Keep having faith in God. Keep praying. I'm, not, I'm here today not because of me. I'm here today because a lot of people before me prayed for me. And you're here today more than likely because somewhere, sometime, someone prayed for you. Somewhere, sometime, someone prayed. Someone believed in you. Is that right? You can say amen. Somewhere, someplace, sometime, someone prayed. Someone believed in you.